1110 WBT, the Pete Callender Show. I'm the Pete of the show, coincidentally enough. All right, returning back to the program, Congressman Ted Budd. He is a uh, uh, candidate for U.S. Senate of North Carolina as well. Welcome back, sir. How are you? Pete, it is great to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Last time we talked, we uh, reviewed your intro song, When the Levy Breaks, <laughs> by Led Zeppelin. And uh, so uh, much thumbs up for that already. All right. Well, they let uh, me keep it. Well. Yeah, I'm doing well. And th- uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family uh, also. So um, you wrote a letter to the Charlotte City Council and the mayor. I guess it was just to the mayor. Is this what is this? uh uh, do you sit down? Are you like old school? Do you write the whole letter out longhand? And then like, sometimes I'll write letters. I don't even send them like Abraham Lincoln used to do anything like that. I, I think that was one of the smartest things to do. <laughs> yeah, we do write a lot of letters and not even send them. But yeah. this one, you know, we started looking at this thing and, and the ARP money, you know, first of all, we're for getting our economy back on its feet. We're for getting businesses open. We're for getting back to normal um, and making sure that families and people are safe. But when this American Rescue Plan, while it's well-titled, it was poorly executed. And this is untargeted money from D.C. poured out onto various municipalities and counties, counties all around our country, and with no oversight. And now we've got the problem that I was talking about when it was legislation, saying that there's going to be waste, fraud, and abuse here. And uh, we, we've got to rein this stuff in. And it seems like we've uh, struck a nerve uh, with this letter uh, that we, you know, I don't know the, the details of being in Charlotte last night at the city council meeting, but we've certainly struck a nerve with um, how this money was being directed or misdirected. So, yeah, we've actually spent, uh, I've, I've been going over the background on the story over the last hour. Uh, I spent uh, last night watching the council uh, debate this stuff, among other things, but this was the big one that I was watching out for. Um, and, and, to your point, though, about this is essentially, I called it earlier, helicopter money, right? Like, that's the, that's what this was. It was just push all the money out as quickly as possible. I think you could make an argument at the very beginning of the pandemic um, for the helicopter money, and people said, well, there's going to be waste, fraud, and abuse. And it, I guess that's kind of the trade-off. You just have to accept that that's going to happen, and the, it's just it's worth it, basically, right? It's worth whatever the amount of waste, fraud, and abuse, because you can't possibly construct enough safeguards in order to get in the process of getting the money out fast. But the ARPA was much later. Like there, there could have been better controls. How, yeah, Pete, I want to go back to your first statement there is I don't accept any waste fraud reviews, even in these early stages of COVID. Uh, I, I want to start with the view that every taxpayer dollar is sacred. And I, I don't care if that's taxing a, a millionaire or the hardworking person that gets up at 5 a.m., uh, for that early shift or late shift. I mean, you got to treat a dollar as sacred no matter where it comes from and and no matter where it goes. So if that's early COVID money in a crisis or if that's late COVID money, like this uh, obvious uh, ARP money from Biden, I, I think you got to treat it as sacred and that's not being done right now. What about the obvious benefits of the helicopter money, which is the inflation that we all now get? Well, welcome to the most expensive <laughs> Thanksgiving in history. We've got a lot to be thankful for, even with all the crazy going on in this world. Um, you, you know, no matter which perspective you come from, there's a lot of crazy, but we still have so much to be thankful for. And uh, we need to spend a little time this week counting our blessings, uh, being grateful for those in our life that we love and we care for. But 
that still doesn't mean we, we can, uh, you know, advocate ourselves of fiscal responsibility, which is not happening in this case that you've been talking about. Today. Yeah. So is there a uh, last question on this? Uh, is there uh, is there anything specifically that you are looking for from the city and the mayor? What do you, what do you want and what will uh, I guess what will satisfy? You? Yeah, sure. So, you know, the, the city announced some of the 15 million dollars is going to go to things like digital inclusion. Well, what does that mean? And look, I'm for uh, bridging the digital divide between people that have and don't. I want to, I've supported rural broadband. We saw people having to work from home and getting way behind because they didn't have good connections. I'm for fixing that. But what do you mean or what does she mean by digital inclusion? And then, and then Pete, what is meant by grassroots nonprofit support? What organization is she talking about? Remember the door-to-door vaccine rollout back in Charlotte? They mm-hmm. partnered essentially with the ACORN people. It was an offshoot of ACORN the same people. But then, you know, who's making decisions in these organizations? Is it the mayor's friends, is it her supporters? We really need transparency there. And so far we haven't gotten that. Yeah. Um, did you uh, just, uh, I guess, out of left field here, but the, uh, the strategic petroleum reserve, uh, President Biden wants to tap that. That's going to, uh, it's going to relieve the burden, I think, for like two days. I think that's basically. Uh, yeah. 50 billion <laughs> gallons. Uh, it's supposedly reduced. First of all, that is, um, it's really a strategic failure that he's dealing with, and you don't need to tap the strategic petroleum reserve. What you need to do is endorse the Keystone Pipeline. Remember, you shut down capacity, which uh, you got more dollars out there chasing less goods because he's closing down capacity, which is inflation by its very definition. So let's reopen the Keystone Pipeline. It's more environmentally sound uh, for, for those who have that as their top concern. It's more environmentally sound than shipping things by train. It drives down the cost to consumers, and it reduces inflation. And, but he's pro Nord Stream 2 over in Europe, which gives Putin more power over Western Europe. But he's against our own Keystone Pipeline right here. It's not about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's about his strategic failure. Yeah. Um, and uh, also, the uh, I was wondering if you uh, had any plans if, uh, you know, you've got uh, the U.S. Senate race here. If it doesn't work out, maybe you're going to go, I don't know, start painting? Second career as a painter. Like, I understand it's very lucrative nowadays. Uh, uh, the only kind of house painting. I know house painting, <laughs> but I don't know the uh, artistic kind like Hunter by. Yeah, no, I, uh, I understand. You can make a lot. Though. Yeah, you can make a lot of money. Uh, there is quite some honeydews stacking up, so I think uh, my wife, Amy Kate, probably has some honeydews <laughs> on her list involving painting for me. <laughs> so I saw also Erica Smith. She's a Democrat. She was running for U.S. Senate. She's now going to run for the seat uh, Congressman Butterfield says he's retiring out of. So uh, I guess you're not going to face her um, uh, in a general election. Um, and uh, so I'm wondering what you make of that news today. Well, look, we're going from uh, 13 total uh, Republican or 13 total districts in, in Congress to now the delegation will be 14. And this is when the lines should be redrawn. And that's what makes a lot of these decisions for folks. Uh, and so people have got to decide where they run or, want to run. And, you know, Erica Smith's welcome to do that. But this is a sign of our state growing. But let's grow. Let's grow urban. Let's grow rural. And uh, let's make sure that we're strong as a state and we're strong as a country. But you know, where people run, that's their, their personal decision. Uh, before I let you go, I, I lied. One last question on the Charlotte letter. Do you, uh, do you have a deadline for when you want this information back? Are you, you, did you put them on a clock or anything? I didn't see it in the letter. 
Well, I think the meetings kind of started back uh, uh, on October 26th. That's really when this all started. Yeah. Uh, but we, we wanted ASAP, and we don't think it really should really take that long. Um, we would like you know a detailed breakdown of these planned projects or awardees of any CARES or uh, ARP or CARES money. Um, you know, we just think that it's about treating taxpayer dollars as sacred. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate uh, you making some time for us. Happy Thanksgiving, Congressman Ted Bunn, U- uh, Bud, U.S. Senate candidate as well. And uh, come on back onto the program anytime you'd like, sir. Appreciate your time. Sure will. Thank you. All right. Take care.